Hello, my magical friends. My name's Ayumi. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And you're listening to Sparkle Side Chats with Magical Girl Ayu. Whether it's your first or 140th time listening, we welcome you to our space to celebrate magical girls from every corner of the world. It's Creator Week, so we're jumping right into today's topic. So these days, generally, when I am trying to choose which creator to highlight on the podcast, I try to be careful to um, read in advance. And I found that when making plans for this one, I might have overshot things a little bit, but in a way that I think was good because we led to a really good conversation. There are a few creators in the past whose work, uh, especially when it comes to their approach to Japanese culture, I have felt a little apprehensive about, but it's always a very awkward conversation, you know, so we don't really usually get into it, you know, on mic. But luckily, our guest today, Cloud, was so kind and just so open to understanding such criticism and other things that I felt comfortable actually having this conversation. So I think that today's conversation with Cloud about her very first ever Magical Girl webtoon, Supernova, is going to be something that's really interesting because what we're talking about is kind of something that we see with not just Magical Girl webcomics, but with webcomics in general. What happens when you start something when you were a teenager and still don't quite know better? And how do we change things and fix things, etc.? This conversation was, uh, yeah, I thought was very fruitful and was a very mature conversation, Cloud as a, as a young woman, but... Yeah, she's very lovely to talk to. <laughs> of course, she has been on the podcast before. She was on for the episode about Star Tangle Precure. But for the first time ever, we're going from a from a fan episode to a creator episode as opposed to the occasional reverse. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Supernova is on Webtoon. Um, you can go ahead and start reading it if you would like. And just gonna, we're going to be honest, the opening, the beginning of it is you know, not necessarily of the same quality as the more professional grade webtoons and webcomics that we've had in the past. And that's okay, because goodness knows, it is impressive to put any sort of media out there while you are still in high school. And certainly, uh, as you'll hear on the podcast, I will mention how I am 32 years old and still have not actually produced a single chapter of any comic idea I've had for at least, well, goodness, I think I first started thinking about stories when I was in the second grade. So there you go. <laughs> but yeah, so in any case, so just as this uh, kind of was made clear in the first place, warning for reading the story, and we're going to be discussing, looking at, you know, what is appropriate when it comes to, in this case, it is specifically Japanese culture being depicted in a story by a non-Japanese creator. But this is not something that is exclusive to this. It's just something that is more frequent because of the nature of the frequency of the genre coming from Japan and people's uh, interpretations of the genre reflecting that. Um, certainly this could happen to all manner of other cultures and certainly does. But yeah, 
So just keep that in mind. And then as far as any other parts of the story, you know, there are violent moments of the story. There are emotionally intense moments of the story, but Cloud is very conscious of that and will always add trigger warnings to the beginning of any episode update that has such things. So if you decide to go ahead and read the comic for yourself, you can keep that in mind that you're in good hands. <laughs> you know, she will keep you safe. So if you want to skip ahead to anything, that's also okay. If you find the early bits of the comic hard to read, what I would recommend is listening to the episode, having us, uh, you know, talking about the first arc to kind of get the general idea of what it's about. And then try the second arc for yourself and see, because there are a lot of differences in quality. And then also the fact that um, Cloud was able to also have some help by that point with other artists. So, you know, give that a try if you'd like to consume at least some of it before you continue listening. Otherwise, please enjoy this episode with Cloud, aka Maho Monthly or Magical Girl Obsessed, about one of her three webcomics, Supernova. So we are here to talk about Supernova, the webcomic, and I am very delighted to get to know the creator. Well, we've met this creator before, but getting to know him as a creator. So can you please introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Cloud. As you guys know, I've been here on the podcast as a Star Tangle Precure episode. I am also a webtoon creator. I go by she, her, they, them. Yeah. Hi. I'm happy to be back. <laughs> yes. So we're glad to have you back. And I'm definitely excited to like finally get into one of your stories because I know you have a lot going on and yeah. definitely uh, living the dream because I think a lot of people, myself included, have always wanted to make something and you went ahead and just went for it from an early age. But before we start with that, Cloud, what have you been enjoying in the Magical Girl genre since your last time on the podcast? Well, as we all know that Depopri has been um, airing Delicious Party Creek here, I've been actually trying to enjoy that. I have enjoyed this season. It's obviously not the best out there, but I literally just like caught up with all the episodes as of recently and hoping to watch the one that is about to come out in like mm -hmm. a couple of hours today i've also been trying to watch the last episode of the tokyo mimu news series as well as like reading a few independent artists i have a few actually it's all on webtoon by the way so if any of you are interested like please definitely search them up because they're great like, definitely genuine. i'll put links in the show notes so no problem please let yes. us know what you've been reading <laughs> so some of the webtoon artist names I will probably butcher but um I'm gonna try my best Cloudy Wondrous by Kenan Chan Bao mm -hmm. Eclair Maggi by Kitty Super Chic Rosemary by Captain Haha Luminous by Carmelina mm -hmm. Star Rangers by Kagura like I'm sure a lot of y'all have heard of that one before because the artist is absolutely a joy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Floral Nights by Angel Puff and as well as the visual novel, The Magical Warrior Diamond Heart. I absolutely love that game. It's so cute. 
um, <laughs> that's really yeah. all I've been enjoying in terms of like the genres of late. Mm-hmm. Those are all great picks. A lot of those folks have also been on the podcast to talk about their yeah. stuff. So that's awesome. <laughs> a few of those we we haven't gotten yet, but I, hopefully someday. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah. And you said you you weren't really um, feeling Delicious Party as uh, strongly as perhaps other Precure uh, seasons, but are you excited for the new season? I am. I believe it's pronounced <laughs> Hirogaru Sky Precure, I believe. Yes. I'm trying to learn Japanese, so I'm like trying my hardest, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. I can't wait for Cure Prism. She's so cute. And she just, <laughs> ah, she's everything to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. She has a very similar, uh, very similar coloring to your own protagonist. So that's very interesting. <laughs> Ironically, that she's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, Hiro Goddess Sky Precure is very exciting. Um, it looks like the English title seems to be either Hero Girls Precure or Soaring Sky Precure, depending on where you look. Yeah. Those English titles have been floating around. So we're excited either way. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's just uh, it's literally so cute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so great, yeah. Those are all uh, very, very fun things. So let's get into your story. So, of course, like you said, these uh, this is a webtoon, and you have some other stories, but we're talking about mm-hmm. Supernova in particular today. So, um, what basically is Supernova about for anyone who hasn't read it yet? Basically, it's about a second year as of now in the second arc, she is in third year, named Nova Springs, a teenager who gains the power of the stars. She gains the power to use against evil and to find the missing princess of Polaris, basically a star planet somewhere like deep in the solar system slash universe. Mm-hmm. She's fighting against the evil group known as Black Abyss. They specialize in using people's negative emotions to manipulate them into transforming them into evil versions of themselves in the first arc. Aphrodite used a crystal like candy to crystallize, quote unquote, people into doing her bidding. Basically, think of like Heart Catch Precure, how the villains would use the soul flower, heart flower thing to turn people into like giant monster versions of their negative emotions something like that pretty much Mm -hmm. aphrodite was unfortunately a victim of this as well she was also the main villain of the first arc for like sort of spoilers but i'm sure you guys kind of probably have known about it anyways because i do not shut up about it on my instagram (laughs) but basically nova's goal is to stop black abyss and to find the princess so the princess can save polaris Great. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's very interesting. And I think there's a lot of like classic Metro Girl elements in the story throughout. Yeah. And uh, we will definitely get into spoiler territory. We're going to cover the whole first arc and talk about what's coming uh, next, because there's definitely a big change between the two. But um, absolutely. uh, (laughs) So so first, Cloud, how did this story get started? So basically, I was in high school. I actually graduated in 2019. So it wasn't really that far ago. But basically, it just kind of ended up starting because I remember my days on the Amino app. And I was like, oh, this I just want to make like a black girl character that was kind of similar to me. And I ended up making Nova. So 
it kind of just ended up spiraling from there. <laughs> Basically, it started off as a different story entirely and then slowly evolved into what it is today. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, you did start quite a while back. So it's interesting to see how much has changed. I feel like, you know, for anyone who might get a little apprehensive at the you know beginning of the story, your comic is, you know, you started when you were a teenager I think uh, it's very much what you might expect from from any teenager's first comic really mm-hmm. yeah so yeah I know that like for example the early ones use like a a, a very cute font right but it might mm-hmm. not necessarily be easy to read for everyone so yeah pretty much yeah but but I think it's okay like to push along through it I think you know the artist's throughout it's quite cute and it's very impressive like I'm trying to remember like when I was in high school I would not have been able to do this stuff even though like I had what's it called most of the the tools necessary right because I could Mm -hmm. do I was doing digital art in high school but yeah keeping that in mind I was like very impressed to see like how much has gotten through and certainly you've you've published more comic than I have in my third (laughs) (laughs) fun fact actually When I first originally started it in high school, I actually was originally doing it off my phone. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was tough out there for me, but (laughs) I made it work. I wish I still had the original files so I could send them to you. But um, yeah, it was long ago, pretty much. So Mm -hmm. just, you know, try to make it work. (laughs) Mm hmm. Yeah, it was just like really fun to see like that that progress, right? It's like, I mean, it's something that happens in, in all web comics, of course, but like, it's definitely really cool to see how much has changed from the start to where it is now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's wow. But on your phone, that's well, for one thing, there were no smartphones when I was in high school. So <laughs> there it was not a possibility. But um, <laughs> no, yeah, literally. but anyway. It's very cute and and very exciting. And um, we haven't mentioned yet that you do have other magical girls on the team. I do. Yeah. So we start, most of it is, of course, with Nova being Spirit mm-hmm. Warrior Pink. But pretty mm-hmm. early on, she does get a partner in Inu, who's a Spirit Warrior Grey. And they yeah. both also have very cute mascots that have human forms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time I remember that my characters have those two mentors mm-hmm. I just like re- freaking remember that they always turn into freaking humans and I'm just like why did I do this to myself <laughs> <laughs> well that's very curious what, what what is it about it that's like I guess um making you chuckle like this furries ah mm-hmm. no general hate to the furries but like every time I just remember I'm just like oh my gosh am I a furry <laughs> <laughs> there are definitely levels and they do still keep their um their tails but uh they yeah. are still pretty, very humanoid so I, I would i mean you know there's certainly it's not like not against it or whatever it's just, it's it's certainly a possibility but i don't think that's necessarily <laughs> going to be a sign for that right <laughs> there's a difference <laughs> it is a, a human with with you know some features but it's it's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah very tokyo <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> great so yeah i think the story in general like the first arc you have all these like interesting things all these characters and you go through the seven sins mm-hmm the chapters kind of read to me like uh, 
like an episodic cartoon almost where um, there's definitely a lot of stuff happening in between, which is cool. But uh, yeah, I'm very curious about like how you created your your setting and your main characters, like what went into your inspiration and, and so on. So obviously, just based off who I am as a person and my accounts, it's really not that hard to see that I have a vacation for Japan. And I genuinely do hope I can visit Japan one day, not as like a weeb or an otaku or anything, but as somebody who like can genuinely appreciate the culture. Because like I've mentioned before, I am trying to learn Japanese, but not because of anime reasons, because I genuinely would like to go there one day. But um, mm-hmm. it obviously translates into my work as well. I have been interested in Japan slash anime since, since high school, early in high school. And the setting is mostly in set in like an alternative version of Japan, where I try my best to learn what I can because not all information is available to me in like the most easiest of access of places. Hmm. So like I do have to like scour a bit and try to learn what I can. Like obviously before I did ask you about like how Japan's seasons in terms of like breaks go. Mm-hmm. I have asked you about that before and I try to like incorporate that as much as I possibly can from what I can learn. Obviously not everything is going to be correct, but I am genuinely trying my best. Mm -hmm. Sure. I think that's, you know, the most that we can ask of, of anyone really. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like there's some choices made in terms of character names and place names. And I'm like, okay, this is, Mm Inu especially. Sure, yes. Uh, but very basic uh, understanding of, of Japanese. And I understand that it comes from a, a place of, you know, appreciation, even if, I mean, again, you're, you were a teenager, so I can't judge you yeah. too much for that. Certainly, I was not a perfect teenager myself. So, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, actually, Inu's name did change, like her first name. Inu is now a nickname. Mm-hmm. I have changed her name to Kira. So hopefully I can incorporate that more into the story because I do plan to redo the entire um, first arc, obviously, because I want it to be as update to possible with my current art style Mm -hmm. and the current situations of this comic. Because as time went on, things did end up changing because obviously the world changes and I honestly don't want to seem insensitive. So what I'm learning, I try to incorporate because I want people to understand that I am still learning. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as you ever stop learning. Everyone always learns something new, etc. Yeah. And I just want to try to be as, what's the right word? Let's just use the word aware Mm -hmm. as possible, if that makes sense. Sure. Because I think everybody deserves to like feel represented, et cetera, in my comic. And I just don't want anybody to feel like they're being, you know, not heard or anything. Sure, definitely. I do I do feel that like it it's um because you're not the first comic to do this, right? It's so common to see web comics um from outside of Japan featuring Japanese characters because there's this sense that like, well, this is where these kinds of stories are set usually, right? 
but you did you know like you said you made the effort to your your main character nova is black and she is kind of you know inspired by yourself and everything so it's cool to see like this change and i'm sure that there's also you know effects as you create more stories revisit this story and so on but for me it's like very obvious i think the other thing is like like for example professional creators of uh like i i would say i understand people being um apprehensive with any comic they see online but most of them are only made by Mm -hmm. one person for free and the other thing is that Mm -hmm. like you know when it comes to say a professional story you would expect that they could um have a budget to hire like a sensitivity reader or something like that right like they there's Mm -hmm. there's more ability because of the actual uh accolation of, of funds to be able to like actually judge before publication if anything is like off yeah. right so definitely again i don't fault you too hard for it it's just like this is normal teen kid stuff i think <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. so supernova and seven relics is like my most active comics with seven relics i also try to be able to i try to basically move away sort of from like it being like mostly Japanese centric, like it's obviously still in Japan, but like I made it in an area where it's like quote unquote area, sorry, where it's more like mixed in a way with like different kinds of aspects of backgrounds and people. Like I literally kind of wanted to make a character who's wheelchair bound not too long ago. And I want to end up making a hijabi for that story as well. So with my characters and stuff, you'll notice that a lot of them are like slowly moving away from it just being Japan, especially since I do still not know a lot about it, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Do you think that like in the future, you would try to write more stories that are set like in your area, if that makes sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially with um, some of my later characters that I have on my account, the most recent character that I have that is like probably the closest to my area is one of my adultsies. She's basically set in a place that's kind of similar to New York actually. Hmm. Yeah that makes sense. <laughs> so getting back to the like the comics content in general so what were your inspirations for Supernova? Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> like mostly mostly Sailor Moon a little bit of the 1994 Swan Lake, the animated movie. Mm. Okay, so in the later seat, like the later part of the chapters, you'll start to understand because it happens like a little bit further on. I'm still working on like the next update, and a character who shows up in the next story is in the next arc. I mean, is kind of have kind of heavily based off of Derek in that in the movie Hmm. sort of so hopefully I'll be able to portray that well (laughs) but the story wise very 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 heavily inspired by Sailor Moon because that was also around the same time that I started to watch Sailor Moon I left off on Sailor Moon S I think Mm -hmm. and I remember I was starting to write about Supernova at the time and what I wanted to do with it. And it just ended up being like sort of a copy of Sailor Moon, sort <laughs> of. Like how the story plays out. Because 
I don't usually write down all my stuff, but I do always end up knowing what I want to do in my head. And later on in the story, it's going to become very Sailor Moon-like. And I hope people notice because it's actually kind of funny how I went from Sailor Moon to just straight up Precure in a, like a short amount of time because it ended up also being a little bit inspired by Precure mm-hmm. in a way. Sailor Moon to Precure Pipeline. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. It's mostly inspired by like those majors, like Magical Girl and Not Magical Girl movie, pretty much. Yeah, I totally see that. So what was it about your love for Magical Girls that you wanted to bring out in your story? Ooh, good question. <laughs> hmm. It's mostly the costumes that I really love. And as you noticed in the story, besides Nova's spirit warrior pink form, hers is probably like the plainest out of all of them. Hmm. And the other two, Kana and Kira, aka Inu, their costumes are um, (laughs) very detailed compared to Nova's. Hmm. Mostly because I did like redesign the other two quite often afterwards Hmm. and I finally found a design that I really liked for both of them and it just kind of ended up being like Nova's like the plainest but obviously like kind of the most eye-catching because she is so plain compared to the other characters in terms of the design but besides that it's definitely like the attempt to form friendships and relationships that are very obvious with the characters I really love like the friendship aspect in Precure a lot Hmm. I find it very adorable like I grew up having quite a few friends like actual friends so seeing them have friendships that are like very wholesome and just adorable it just makes me want to like do the same thing with my characters because I imagine my characters like they're a bit older than Precure characters because precure characters are in like middle school for the most part. Mm-hmm. My characters are in high school, and I want them to have like that sort of wholesome friendship almost. Mm. But obviously, I also want angst. So <laughs> there's two parts at play here. But for the most part, I just kind of want them to have a good friendship because I just find that fun. Mm. Fun friendships are great. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious, why do you also want angst in your stories? <laughs> <laughs> because I am an angsty, angsty woman. <laughs> um, I just, like, I feel like not all stories have to have angst, obviously, but my story has to have angst. I always had, like, a sort of Even since I was in middle school, I was always just kind of angsty, angsty when it comes to stories. Mm -hmm. I just love angst for some reason. I love seeing like, not like in a sadistic way, but like in a more like, hey, that kind of makes them human Mm. in a way where like, obviously you'll see them go through their own personal turmoil and understand that everything is not always going to be sunshine and stuff like that but in the end most of my characters end up usually making it through such angst and 
sometimes, even if it's not like heavy angst, because Supernova doesn't have heavy angst for the most part, mm-hmm. I think like it also is good for some character development, not all of it, but some of it. Because like human life is not perfect. We all go through our like downs and our ups and etc. Like recently I did have like a really bad bout of depression mm. and I was literally <laughs> crying nonstop. I literally cried for almost two days. But um in the end, I, like I'm here talking. If I was still going through that bout of depression, I probably wouldn't have been able to do this today. Mm. So in the end, I think just like having a little bit of angst is kind of what makes us human in a way. Because we're not always going to be happy, 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 you know? Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm very glad that you were able to come on the podcast today despite that. So, yeah. <laughs> Actually, this kind of does tie in really well to um, another topic. We should, we should mention your third magical girl. Because she does show up quite a bit later in the first arc. But uh, Kanna becomes Spirit Warrior Purple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was kind of a more of a bully type character for the beginning of the story. She was. Yeah. And Spirit Warrior Pink actually gave her a, quite a firm talking to, <laughs> not knowing that she was purple yeah. or anything, but like, and then shortly after that was like kind of her own story arc as she, she got herself an item unwittingly, of course. And then yes. uh, ended up becoming and becoming a magical girl in her own right. And everyone kind of being like, oh, what do we do with this? This is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so much. I wanted to ask you about like creating that character. So quite honestly, I don't remember a lot of the stuff I wrote originally about Kana. But um, I think I did always want her to have like a background where she didn't come from the best home. Hmm. Sort of spoilers. Basically, when Kana and Kita and Nova were really young, that's when like you're starting to just learn about your feelings and stuff like that. Hmm. Kana is lesbian. She's a very closeted lesbian. Mm-hmm. And she had a crush on Nova when she was young. But her parents are quite homophobic. Hmm. They're basically like this stereotype of like, very religious parents who aren't exactly the most what's the right word accepting of other people her parents run a a sham shrine as i would like to call it Hmm. where they use their quote-unquote holiness for profit in a way not like to help the shrine but like actual profit where they use it for themselves like a lot of big corporations would in terms of like distributing their own funds and stuff like that Hmm. and basically her parents they were adopting because in the big like early on in her life they couldn't have children like later on they ended up having her little sister I love her little sister she's so sweet but basically her parents are not the best in terms of like actually being parents because they were pretty much adopting for an heir to the shrine when the children get older and stuff like that and because of certain events that happened to Kana when she was trying to confess to Nova she ended up kind of believing a lot of the things that her parents end up saying about 
people in a not so happy light that mm. she kind of just became a bully for Nova and Kita in the end. And then after that small stern talking to, she just kind of like really just like thought about it and just be like, am I, do I really want to, act like this for the rest of my life towards them and the plan was to have her like apologize but I never got the chance to write it in so hopefully (laughs) she officially apologizes in the second arc where I do have a plan that might be a little like trigger warning for a future part but it might be a little bit triggering for some people so when that time does come please look out for the trigger warning. I don't want anybody to have any bad memories pop up. So please just like genuinely really pay attention to the beginning because (laughs) I will have a trigger warning in the beginning. Yes, you do do that every time. So that is uh, much appreciated. I think it's really great to have that, that feature just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But basically writing Kana, she was kind of like the angst one, but I do plan to have her have a happy ending like not a lot of people do get a happy ending unfortunately in real life but I want <laughs> people like who see themselves in Kana to know that it may not be okay now but eventually it will be hmm. yeah so um, that does kind of lead things well into the second arc so in you know the first arc we, we, it ends with uh, Aphrodite getting defeated and feeling like mm-hmm. there's you know there's a little bit of calm for a moment but we know that like the the true evil is still out there. So mm-hmm. what's interesting is that a bunch of new characters appear in the second arc. And there's also clearly a lot more romance going on. <laughs> there's a lot of hinting at romance. So I was kind of uh, curious about that. Like if that was like an intentional thing where it's like now everyone's it kind was. of established. Um, <laughs> I honestly can't wait for the romance part because... I have shenanigans afoot for them. Okay. <laughs> I love them. So- I was literally talking to one of my mutuals yesterday about it. And I'm just like, I have so many shenanigans for them. It's going to be great. <laughs> awesome. Is there anything that you can uh, tell us about what's to come in their story? So, angst, right? <laughs> I do have some angst planned for them very much later on. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say his name right now. I'm going to refer to him as Red and the other person as Blue. Okay. <laughs> because I did this because I didn't want to spoil anybody on my stories and stuff. But um, basically, Red, he is our main love interest for Nova. Hmm. He is a very special somebody. He is not adopted like all of the other characters are in like the main characters are in the story he actually was found by his older brother in an adoption center and mm. he basically took him back in and later on adopted his little sister i'm sorry i just i'm trying to think about right like what i'm gonna say because there's so many things just brewing in my head right now um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so a lot of it is spoilery don't worry about it <laughs> yeah, no, like I'm trying to see if I can like maneuver my way. Red, he he is very much like a sort of sundere kind of like not very sundere, but like sundere enough. But he's very much a golden retriever boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> he cooks, he cleans, 
he can take care of children he is very smart but he also gets into a lot of trouble not intentionally but he gets into enough of trouble where like people be like hey maybe try to avoid that but (laughs) like i understand if he can't he always fawns over nova like he's gonna be fawning hard and be there's this thing where i have him basically where he's around other people he sort of just can't stop calling her pet names even though he wants to stop he tries but it just sort of just happens and then when he and nova are alone he just literally cannot function otherwise (laughs) sounds cute yeah yeah, it's very interesting to see like that sudden kind of uh, shift with the new characters and everything. It's it is very cute so far. So you can see things are, are are coming. I've never heard the term golden retriever boyfriend before, but it's so funny to me. Oh <laughs> it's like yeah. the whole thing here in the US where like on TikTok you'll often see like alternative or like casual but like more conventionally attractive people often referred to their boyfriends as golden retriever boyfriends basically being like that'll always be there for them they quote unquote like not in reality they can't but like they sort of can't function around them or without them shall I say it's just like Mm -hmm. basically like the boyfriend that like really just loves loves love 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 loves their significant other Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just wholesome and it's just like I really want to be (laughs) like that yeah that's so interesting i would say the term puppy love is very similar but that's usually one-sided or whatever yeah, but yeah. so i learned a new phrase today <laughs> so we're early in the second arc so how long do you think supernova is going to be in the end okay so basically there's the first arc arc part a arc part b and then there's going to be the last arc. I plan it to have like three arcs in general, but like the dream arc, the current arc that we in is going to have two parts to it because I imagine this arc is going to be pretty long. Mm. There's going to be some stuff that happens and I'm just like, ooh, I'm so ready to write it down and draw it out. But hopefully it'll not last too long because it's already been running for five years and we're just getting into the freaking second arc. And huh, hopefully I get the part A done before the end of the year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Webcomic time is famously very slow and that's quite normal and, and it's okay. Yeah. Uh, don't pressure yourself too much. <laughs> yeah. But awesome. So I guess you, the character that you've been referring to as Red, is he going to also be a magical boy? Yes, he is. Okay. Ooh, yes, was, I love him. The, the hints were kind of clear that, you know, the, yeah. the formula was there, but <laughs> I wasn't sure, you know. He's very much going to be a magical boy. And I'm so excited because I love his costume and his weapons so much. <laughs> Spoilers, he gets guns. <laughs> Hmm, fun. <laughs> Love it. Yes, very um Balala the Fairies. <laughs> yes. And will there be any other additions to the magical team in that case? There will be. And very kind of early spoilers, it will be blue. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> they are gonna eventually become 
a magical person. They do go by they, them, but you could also refer to them as any pronouns if you'd like. They really don't mind as much. So their whole arc is basically think of um Twilight from Go Princess Precure <laughs> or mm, any villain Precure for that matter. I love my villains too. Magical persons archetype is just it's just great. I love it. Just adore it. I'm sorry. I can't. I just, I feel giddy talking about those two because, like, they're my favorite characters besides Nova and the other mm-hmm. two. I absolutely adore them because if anybody has read or watched Toilet Bound Hanako-kun or Jibako Shonen Hanako-kun, Blue is kind of heavily based off of one of the kids with the pink hair who is like very cutesy on the outside but like when somebody turns their back they're kind of like sly of it interesting <laughs> yeah I love that archetype as well because like they're supposed to be kind of mean sort of a little bit mm-hmm. to everyone except for Nova <laughs> hmm. for a very specific reason but That'll be shown kind of soon as to why they are like that. (laughs) Sounds good. Okay. So I guess, oh, another thing I wanted to ask you about is uh, in uh, since uh, late in the first arc, you've also had someone helping you out with the webtoon. I have. So I wanted to ask about like how that happened and like. Uh, how that's going <laughs> so basically their name on instagram is astragami astra as an a-s-t-r-a then gami as in g-a-m-i-i i love them they're so sweet they're so helpful basically what happened was um i had asked for a volunteer to help me do line art and like coloring for my comic because I had just started working again at that time in all like all of the comics and all of my outside work because I did also just like start a job at that time so I couldn't do everything Hmm. had just started to pile up and I'm just like oh my gosh this is getting so tiring I can't keep doing this because I kept taking really long breaks I was trying my hardest just by myself, but I, in the end, couldn't do it by myself. But Astra offered, I just only needed one volunteer, and they're so helpful, my goodness. I just, I feel so grateful for them. They also have their own life, so, like, if they also can't do it, I also understand. I do have a lot more time on my plate as of recently with my current job, so, like, I was able to do line art myself, and eventually they will start helping me again and I just if they see this oh my gosh thank you so much like genuinely you have no idea how much of a help you are love them they're great yeah that's awesome it's really cool to see people like you know get help and stuff and so yeah shout out to them again (laughs) yeah so who is the target audience for supernova to be honest it could be pretty much e for everyone I would say that is not too dark but, like, we do have, like, some conversations such as abusive family, kidnapping, brainwashing, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just sort of Sailor Moon kind of related stuff. Because, like I said before, I don't want anybody to, like, have a bad memory of, like, 
something that may have happened to them. So, like, I try to make sure, like, hey, this story does contain very sensitive topics. I do try my best to, like, portray them to give some people justice because I know, like, some people do see themselves as certain characters. I do try my best to talk about this conversation as much as I can. Like, soon we will see more of um, Kana's home life. Um, and how is obviously not the greatest, just based off like that little snippet towards the last part of the arc of the last one. And kidnapping, uh, that does happen a little later on in terms of story-wise. Blue, um, spoiler again, his parents was actually kidnapped by Black Abyss. So they kind of are working for Black Abyss in a sort of brainwashed but semi-conscious state where they're doing this work so their parents just don't get hurt because of Black Abyss. Hmm. And it's not something that they want to do, but it's just something that they have to do to ensure their parents are safe. And Hmm. it's just kind of sad for them. And in the end, Nova does help him break out of that brainwashed state and does make a promise to ensure their parents' safety and safe return as well. Mm-hmm. Which does happen. So <laughs> don't worry <laughs> about that. But That's good. Yeah. My poor baby blue uh <laughs> I'm so <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I do talk about like some sensitive topics like outing as well. And mm. it does happen a lot especially sometimes between friends it will happen like only one time in the story because I honestly would not want to talk about that as much because being in the closet for some people is just very dangerous if they are outed Mm -hmm. and I don't want to like dwell on the possibility of that also triggering somebody as well because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have been outed and have not had the best support about it as well so Mm -hmm. yeah I don't want (laughs) to dwell on that part too long it will be like a short thing but like it will obviously be fresh in the minds between the two that it happened with sure yeah I know it's like a pretty sensitive topic but Mm -hmm. I do want it to like appear in my story and that's basically say hey this thing does happen, so please be careful. <laughs> it can yeah, absolutely. have repercussions. I mean, obviously, like, it would be uh, unrealistic to not depict things that happen in real life in fiction. But again, you always have your trigger warnings um, whenever stuff comes up in your story. So it's cool for, for anyone who needs that. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I guess, let's see. Is there anything else that you want to share with listeners? Um, and readers of your story um not that i could think of actually so no okay (laughs) great so then we can get to the final question which is um cloud what do you hope to see in the future of the magical girl genre so if you have listened to the star twinkle breaker episode you could tell i am very much heavily an advocate for people who are of darker skin color darker in terms of skin complexion background I definitely hope to see more characters who aren't Japanese in Precure Magical Girls in general I would love to see more of that because 
I feel like everybody should be able to be represented, especially like more canon LGBT plus magical girls and magical boys, etc. But besides that, more like cutesy and fun anime, such as like Precure, Magical Angel, Creamy Mommy, or like Cosmic Baton Girl Comet Zen. I would love more stories like that. Especially mm-hmm. now with like Magical Angel, Creamy Mommy. I would love more stories of that, like where a young girl finds this two creatures or one creature and like they'd be like oh hey if you don't do this your friend might um turn into a turtle like magical fairy persia where the fairy lady kind of threatened persia that she'll turn the two boys into women (laughs) basically i would just like more stories like that where it's just just silly shenanigans of this girl becoming like an idol by accident and just more stuff like that basically <laughs> and obviously more cool cute fashion with the latest precure season the outfits are so cute <laughs> <laughs> the outfits are just so cute and yeah i want to say this is like out of all the precure babies l is probably my favorite by far i think she's <laughs> absolutely adorable but yeah no i just more fashion would be great Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah just pretty much it (laughs) (laughs) sure i think that's one thing that we can always expect especially from the the big time magical girl series is a dedication to fashion (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna get some looks uh, for sure yeah they usually slay so you're still (laughs) hoping that everything slays from now on (laughs) sure (laughs) awesome yeah so thank you so much for coming back on to talk about your story. Where can people find you and follow you online? And where can people support your work? So you can find me at Magical Girl Obsessed or Maho Monthly on Instagram. Both of those are like kind of separate. Magical Girl Obsessed is my art account and Maho Monthly is my collection account slash a bit of like information about like any Magical Girl updates that I might be able to find. Maho Monthly Shoujo, S-H-O-U-J-O, not the other way of spelling shoujo, on TikTok. And for you to support my work, it would be Magical Girl Obsessed on English Webtoon. Hopefully I'll be able to dip my little dirty paws into the other languages of Webtoon, but that is going to be somewhat in the distant future because hopefully we'll be able to get more languages out eventually. But yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. Awesome. Great. So yes, thank you again for coming on. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. I hope you have the great rest of your day too. Whether this was your first or last time listening, thank you so much for checking out this episode of Sparkle Side Chats with Magical Girl Ayu. We hope you check out the rest of our chats, over two years of magical content and counting. And if you like what you heard, tell a friend or tell five friends or tell the whole world by talking about us online.
If you use social media, don't forget to use the hashtag SparklesideChats when talking about and sharing the podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MagicalGirlAyu, spelled A-Y-U, and you can find me at Ayushinos, A-Y-U-S-H-E-K-N-O-W-S. You can also email us at SparklesideChats at gmail.com. Did you know we also take recommendations for future guests and topics? Just fill out the form in the show notes. You can even suggest yourself if you're so bold. The very best free way to support the podcast is using your podcast platform to give a rating and review of our little show. This gives the big internet machines the message that they should share it with more people, and I think we all want that, don't we? You can also join the Discord server for this podcast to talk about Magical Girls 24-7, often chatting directly with me and both previous and upcoming guests of the podcast. The forever link is in the show notes as well as on the socials, so be sure to stop by. Show notes can be found on your podcast platform of choice or at our main landing page at anchor.fm slash sparkleside. If you have a few bucks, you can give a one-time donation at ko-fi.com or ko-fi.com slash ayushinos. You can also commit to a monthly membership, which grants you access to bonus episodes about Magical Girls and adjacent content such as movies, comics, and other series that Magical Girl fans tend to also love. All it takes is $5 a month, but if you want to rank up, that'll give you discounts on art commissions and monthly requests as well. Music credits, as always, are also in the show notes. Original podcast music is by Hazel. You can find her on Twitter at A Few Bruises. Thanks again for listening, and remember, you are magical forever and always. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>